0: Hi everyone, this is Too Young to Be Old podcast with me, your host, Diane Gilman. Each week, my guests and I will share insights, advice, and more than a few laughs to empower and inspire women over the age of 50 who really need to embrace the aging process. We want to encourage you to pursue your passions and dreams no matter what decade you're living. Too Young to Be Old podcast is intended to educate, empower, and foster connection with our community. Please note that this podcast is not a substitute for medical advice or care. So with that said, let's settle in, get comfortable, and let's get started. Well, hi, everybody. We're here for our weekly podcast, and I have a very dear friend, but also a very successful podcaster, my friend Will Sullivan, who is a kindness advocate and into his third full season of fabulous weekly podcasts about kindness. So giving you just a teeny bit of background about Will, for 20 years, Will was responsible for the whole front end, public experience of the Metropolitan Museum. Oh, yeah, that museum in New York. And when COVID hit and there was a lot of conflict over wear a mask, don't wear a mask, come to work, don't come to work, Will decided to leave the corporate world and become a kindness advocate. (laughs) I'm not Sure, how that happened, but you seem to have designed a life for yourself now, Will, that is so much more natural. And I need to ask you a question. I also left the corporate world, uh, but that was in December of 2022. It's been two years for you now, right? Going on three.
1: Absolutely, two years.
0: Why do you think that the corporate world feels meanness is how you must motivate your employees and keep them in line. I'd love to hear your conclusion on this.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited and I can't wait Uh to talk about this topic. So to, to go back a little bit, I really understood during the pandemic and during the lockdowns when my soul job my sole reason for working at that particular moment was to take care of other human beings and we had to make sure ah. we would open the museum we would we would be op- reopening the city because remember those dark days in 2020 no one knew what was happening so yeah. i had spent a year of my life solely looking after the people that i was privileged to manage So when all of that started to happen, I started to realize I want more of that. So I had always been the leader. I'd always been the leader who took care of people, taking care of the guests, right? There were 7 million people a year prior to COVID, 7 million people a year that visited the Met. And in my tenure, that was 150 million guests. So I was the guy amongst the teams who took care of those 150 million people. So yeah, COVID made me realize, hey, what did you do? You know, were you this great retailer? Were you great hospitality expert? No, no, no. I was always about the people that I served. And that's what made me change my life.
0: In, in a way, that is so parallel to what I did, which was rather than a designer putting out their ego of you buy what I want you to buy. Right. I served my customer right. and said, you can buy what you've needed and asked for for so many years that always hits a deaf ear in the fashion industry. Right. But I am asking you, why do you think, because you worked for a much bigger corporation and, uh, than my business model. Why do you think meanness is always the critical factor in corporate overview of how you handle your employees. So I would
1: reframe it a little bit differently. And what I've come to learn in my experience is that those who become the leaders, those who float to the top, those with the big positions... I don't necessarily believe, and now there's always the exceptions, but I don't necessarily believe it comes from a place of meanness. I think what happens is those who achieve the titles, the position, and have the power are often those who've never actually taken care of people. So as someone who grew up through the ranks and always on the front line in my career, right, your retailing career, you were... You were designing, you were making things for the public to buy. I was the guy out there in the public with the teams who were selling the stuff that you made, right? Yeah. And promoting it and saying, hey, Diane, I don't think this is going to work. And you, you would be the kind of person like, what do you mean, Will? And there was that collaboration, right? You could uh-huh. be able to say, the customer's not buying this. The customer doesn't want this. And we could collaborate. The I believe what's happened recently in corporate, in, in companies, is those that are leading organizations have never been in our shoes. And when you are able to actually put yourself in, in the shoes of your customer and in the place of those who are helping your customer, those who are leading your customer, it changes everything. And that's what I have spent the last two years talking about, trying to do, consulting about. And that's why that's why I changed the word meanness. It comes across as very mean and often inhumane, but not necessarily because that's what the executives well, are trying to it, do. In
0: in the situation I was in where I sold my company and I sold my name, but I went on working for X amount of years due to a contract. Meanness was right. uh, meanness was intentional meanness was a sense of control and it is control. However, the backlash is whoever is in power is not always right, but must be perceived and followed as always right Right. (laughs) because you don't dare speak up. And, and so speaking of meanness, I ask why is social media, the progenerator and the the purveyor of so much meanness, and I'll just give you an example. So the other day, I'm getting my hair done, and who comes? next? No surprise, prize, And who comes next? Martha Stewart. She gets her hair done by my guy, Troy, at um, John Barrett's Salon. And so I always say hi to Martha. She says hi to me. I say great going. My God, the cover of Sports Illustrated. I bring it up in a short video and the blowback I get is, wow, that's fine for Martha Stewart. She's had 25,000 facelifts and 8,000 Photoshop filters and excuse me, the woman is 81 years old and she's on the cover of Sports Illustrated in a bathing suit. And so I said in my response, kind of give, give her a break. But I just wonder, is it social media that brings out the lack of kindness and meanness, you would know as a kindness right. advocate, <laughs> or is, is that just the playing field? I don't understand where all this anger comes from, like, you're not being fair. You use Photoshop, damn right. I'm 81 years old. I'm using Photoshop, okay? This <laughs> Maybe is... <laughs> a little too much, but... <laughs> hey,
1: listen. This is how I see it. Everyone becomes brave with their phone in their hand, a keyboard. Right, uh-huh. Think about it. I think about this often. Uh, and I'm human, Right. You're in a cafeteria of where you've worked. You're with people not inside a boardroom or inside a meeting room. You're speaking the truth, right? You're speaking the truth in the cafeteria with your colleagues, right? Oh, isn't this ridiculous? But in front of the leader, are you telling the leader this is ridiculous? No. So what social media for me has, um, when I see it, and I can't believe that I've actually built a social media profile like you, Diane, it just blows me away. But people become brave when they don't have to say something to your face. Right? People will say mean things to you. No maybe not everyone, but people will are inclined to be meaner or to not to not be as kind as they could be because they're hiding behind a device.
0: But they also seem so angry to me like the women that responded about Martha Stewart were so angry and then I started to think to myself in an age of airbrush perfection and ai about to wash over us like a tsunami how do you recon- how do you reconcile the authentic you and the perfected AI, artificial intelligence, and photoshop filtered perfected you because we made a conscious decision, as I'm sure you did mm-hmm. when you started your podcast and your presence on um, the uh, every kind of media there is. I, we said, no, we're not going to use any filters at all. Not on the podcast, not in videos on Instagram or TikTok or Facebook, nothing. It's going to be the real me. And you know what? I'm thinking now, it, this was such a disadvantage. Like, I, I, to be perfectly honest with you, I saw some of her outtakes where she was in her evening gown for the premiere of the cover of Sports Illustrated, and they weren't they hadn't photoshopped them yet. so it was the real, and they were you know, very yeah, they were the very idea. different. And to be very honest with you, I was like, "Ooh, look, she has wrinkles on her chest, so your your brain and your eyes." Get so attuned to what's perfect that what I'm thinking is when you meet the real deal, you're like, oh, deflated. What is going to happen to us as a human race, especially for those of us in first world countries like America, (coughs) pardon me, where you've got all these electronic devices, you have got All these ways to perfect and filter and fantasy. And then reality becomes a real letdown and it becomes a tinderbox of anger and meanness because you can't be that perfect in real life.
1: I I see it in this in this in this way, right? I think AI, everything that we're experiencing right now with the explosion of technology, there's no yeah. going back. There's no going no back. No
0: going back. All that stuff about oh, they should just all stop no. right now. Are you kidding me? It's
1: never it's never going back, and we will continue to evolve.
0: I and you know what? I, I just want to say this before you begin. And the children that are being born today right now and forward they will know nothing but artificial intelligence they will know nothing but fantasy and completely perfected images so a a really
1: quick story you just made me think of it when my nieces and nephews were very young um, my dad had um, a computer in his home office. And the kids asked, oh, when you were young, Uncle Will, did you fight with your sister and brother to get on the computer? And I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking there was a TV, one TV with five tele- with stations, right? They yeah, had no idea. Yeah. They had no idea, right?
0: And, you know, literally, I remember when I was six years old, almost seven, We were the third person on our block to get a TV, which only ran for two hours a day and (laughs) had three, like three programs. So for those of us like me, and I'm in my late seventies and you're in your late fifties, but still you're seeing the oncome of a lack of realism and actually a lack of demand for realism. Make everything perfect. Right. And when you can't be perfect, like teenage girls, they said that there is um, a suicide rate. Mm-hmm. where you thinking about suicide because you've been body shamed or hair shamed or face shamed?
1: Right, right. Uh,
0: because what you expect is not what could ever be delivered in the real world but hey why live in the real world as a kindness advocate what do we do about this
1: so this is how i approach it right and we can each approach what we have influence over right you've got yeah. your world and you've got your communities and you've got your clubs i which
0: is mostly fashion beauty exactly all it, things so you're you're a, pione- women, which you're a is-
1: pioneer Right? you're you're someone who I am not and this is where the where it comes in you are someone who's not just going to say well this is my age so this is, I'm supposed to do nothing right you keep going and you inspire others and I think each of us in our own way right I'm 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 from the world of leading large teams who helped millions of people from around the world I can't I, I can't fathom a world where AI can take over the in-house experience. You go to restaurants, we shop in stores. That piece of it, because we're social beings, will never go away. It will change, and we're seeing how it's changing. I don't go into a department store anymore. I haven't been for a very long time, but I shop online, I go to restaurants. But where I look at what's happening in the real realm, are, wow! There are all of these people. Many of them, young enough to be, you know, my my children, grandchildren, nieces and nephews. They haven't received any kind of training or connection to to what it means to 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 be in the public realm. So I think my circle of influence, right? I can ad- ad- address the AI and the change of technology. There's always going to be a need. For the in-person experience, and I believe in the human heart. I believe that the leaders, ah. of the, futures, the the leader, the leaders of the future, will have to be those who lead from heart, common sense, understand who they serve.
0: That's you know that is that is so brilliant that you say that. It is so relatable to me because all of my career. I was so afraid of failure that I designed from a distance. I didn't wear the clothing. It was abstractly beautiful to me. I did a lot of the prints, you know, painted them myself and the artistic end of it. And the day at close to 60 that I said, you are a chubby, misshapen, middle-aged woman, You can't wear a jean, but you can design a jean for you. And I did, and I put it on, and I had done it from my heart because I was so heart sick. I'd been this cool, young, rock and roll chick for way too long and now couldn't, but now could again. The minute I led Mm -hmm. from my heart, it was magical. It connected to the universe in a way that was so electric and complete. But I wonder today if I was a teenage girl and I'm very pale skin like you freckles had red hair. I don't think too many people would have been kind to me. I think I would have been one of those kids where I would be begging my parents for homeschooling because my imagery was not the perfection. And, and you know, the weirdest thing, too, Will, is that whole meanness factor, like mean girls, mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily come from beautiful girls. It just comes from people that have that streak In them. And, you know, I think that I've done a lot of kind of freshening up my brain on artificial intelligence. So I'm going to ask you a question. Um, Do you think artificial intelligence and the demand and expectation for physical perfection is going to change the definition of love?
1: That's a really deep question.
0: But <laughs> I'm a really deep girl. <laughs> that really made, I
1: I don't know. I think to go to your point, right? There's so many images yeah. young people were influenced by social media, movies, films, books. But yeah. ultimately, I don't think there's a replacement for what what chemistry you can have, right? You and I know each other. We could be in the same room, and there's an energy to the two of us, right? There's different energies with different people. I think one of the biggest problems, and I don't know how to solve it, AI will dominate so much, leaving yes. those who don't have our life experience to believe maybe this thing is true, right? This, this, absolutely. Beautiful life.
0: Absolutely. I, I think that also, and I don't mean to be Debbie Downer here, but I'm looking outside and I can barely see halfway across Central Park with I know, the, it's with weird the today. wildfire. Yeah, I know it's unbelievable. Um, all the smoke. So let's imagine in a dystopian world that number one, another pandemic comes, which I'm pretty sure it will, having spoken to a lot of the medical community, and You're hit with wildfires and global warming, 110-degree days, and you're spending more of your time inside. Where are you spending it? You're spending it next to your computer, Mm -hmm. your iPad, but most importantly, your phone. And now, everything AI, the way the outdoors should look, not with this horrible gray-brown mist because there's fires everywhere because of global warming. How do you reconcile that? I mean, maybe love becomes something where you actually can feel. You You teach yourself. You learn how to feel the person's energy across the screen. How maybe you, If if I was asked, and we were talking about it, before this show began. Um, what would I what would my avatars be because mm. I'm an artistic person. So I, if I could create my own avatars then believe me there'll be a whole other set of artists and art experts that do nothing but that for people. Create your avatars. One would be a super big, luxurious, Black Persian cat with emerald eyes, a giant tail, and an emerald collar. I could see it. And it'd be swooshing around, and the tail would be in the background. And the other one would be a white iridescent unicorn sprinkled
1: with (laughs) diamonds
0: flashing in the sunlight. So you see? I didn't even choose another human to be. I didn't even choose a perfected self. I chose my favorite images, animals, and I would live through them. Uh, I, I isn't that strange? But just uh, thinking about it, we are entering a world where non-reality is going to become as everyday as reality does and how do you keep the kindness going so
1: i was the guy sequestered on the upper east side for decades welcoming (laughs) people from around the world so when i made the decision that i'm not going to do that anymore leaving the hundreds of people i worked with each day the thousands of people i collaborated with and the tens of thousands i welcomed this self-proclaimed people person, right? This people guy was leaving his people. I, yes. then, I then go into this online world, right? And this podcasting world and connecting world. And I have made some really deep connections with people online, not in a creepy yep. way, but in a real way. <laughs> and so I'm a believer that, that the pandemic, at least for me, taught me that, you can connect with people, and you don't always have to be in the same room. So I see the benefits of it.
0: I do too, because when the pandemic started, I had just been back on air for what, three months from breast cancer surgery. And suddenly, I woke up to go to the studio one morning down by where the studio was in Tampa, Florida. And there are these big red letters saying don't come to the studio. The studio's closed down. People, workers, have COVID. I was lucky enough to get flown home immediately and Um, my life for the next couple of years became doing Skype shows. So I was in my home. The host came into the studio just to do that particular show with almost no crew and then the third factor was you were connecting with the audience in a totally new way. And in a way, mm-hmm. even a little bit more personal because you're broadcasting from your own um, right. living space. Right. And to tell you the absolute truth, I loved <laughs> yeah. it. I loved it. And now when and I go, did so well. Now, yeah. And actually, the customer loved it, too. They felt more of a connection. And um so I think we're going to have to train our brains in that way. And then again, you know, for me it's just all about being an advocate for aging, the way you're an advocate for kindness. And okay. I feel in so many instances, and I hate to say it, but you're all Dalma Martyr, the mat, I was there the other day, they are not kind. I have a bad limp right now because of my knee and it was so disorganized and not one guard, not one person said, do you want a place to sit since you're going here in line for an hour or are you over 75? We'll get you in right away. It was so mean that actually we left. We forfeited our tickets and walked out. And so kindness In the sense of this podcast, which is about too old, too young to be old, rather than too old to be young, um, it's about how do we create a world for ourselves as we age that is positive and accepting. So I'm going to ask the final question. Who is your avatar? You have all the freedom in the world to create whatever you want. You know me. I'm a big, chubby, fluffy Persian cat with a jeweled collar. Or I'm a beautiful, sparkling, iridescent unicorn. Who are you?
1: I would have to be other than the big bald guy that usually shows up when I try to create my own. <laughs> no, no
0: fair, no fair. You can't be you, but you could be another guy. You could be Clark Gable. I don't know.
1: I would have to be. I would have to be one of the elements. And as you were talking about this, I kept thinking about my purpose on this planet. <laughs> Is I'm a conduit, a connector. I love to bring people together. So I think I would have to be a water element, fire, sun. I don't know. Something that would be that something beyond me or an individual. It would have to be something that I'm part of something bigger because that's wow. how I choose to use my presence. Wow. Here on Earth. wow. So, so that's how I, I see and it. Look
0: at, and look at me, you know, I I've been in fashion and uh, all my life, and then it turned visual and fashion with television. And what do I choose? Number one, a big, beautiful cat that everybody's going to want to touch and pet and pamper, and a mythical creature that nobody, no one can say anything mean about. Who would say anything mean about a Hi. unicorn? Hi.
1: I, I'm no, sure no. there may be some in the Republican party that may come up with something. <laughs> politics is another show, right? Diane. <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. And completely. Well, I will leave with, I think the aesthetic of kindness is literally timeless. There need to be more human beings on From this earth, spreading that kind of happiness like you will. And, Please, everybody, go to LinkedIn. That's where Will's Podcast Weekly generates from. It is a pleasure and an education to listen to your podcast every week. Thank you, week. Diane.
1: Thank you. Oh, I yes. so appreciate you and all that you're doing, and I'm so excited to be a guest here. I'm working Thank at you.
0: it. I'm enthusiastic about Keep it. Keep
1: going. This is no great. Filters. Thank you. No
0: photos. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I love you. Bye. Same here,
1: Diane. Take care. Till next time.
0: Thank you so much for listening to Two Young to Be Old Podcast. The episode may be over, but the fun doesn't have to stop here. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at The Diane Gilman. Or visit our website, thedianegilman.com. If you like the show, leave us a rating or a review and subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. And until then, don't forget, age is just a number. Together, we'll prove that we are all too young, be old.